Okay, let's keep it rolling here. We got, oh, buddy, time to, oh, boy, we get to talk about judging again. Uh, Julian Paiva wins a majority decision over Kyler Phillips, okay? Now, here's the problem. I have no problem with a draw. I have no problem that saying Julian Paiva won round two. I have no problem saying Julian Paiva won round three. I thought round two was fairly close. Thought maybe you could have scored it for Kyler Phillips, but I get it. Julian Paiva probably won round two, almost definitely won round three. But if you don't think Kyler Phillips scored a 10-8 round in the first round of this fight, I'm sorry, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, okay? Kyler Phillips put a beating on Julian Paiva in the first round of this fight, almost had the dude out of there, I swear, three or four different times, lands huge elbows, knockdowns, setting him down. Al, here's something I want to throw out there for the people. Here's something I want to throw out there. Julian Paiva was so annihilated, so beat down after round one, he literally could not get up to get on his stool, okay? Lucky for him, lucky for him, he was essentially ended up in his corner at the end of the round, okay? Had it been Herb Dean, had it been a lot of referees, they'd have stood there and watched Julian Paiva, and they'd have told him, you need to get on your feet and get to your corner, or I'm going to wave this fight off. They let Julian Paiva sit in the puddle of blood in the beating that he took from Kyler Phillips and continue on in this fight. Now, do we need to knock Kyler Phillips? Did he unload a little bit? Did he kind of blow the gas tank? Yeah, he did. But at the same time, he continuously hit takedowns. He had a lot of success, but you know what? Kyler Phillips, the dude got a little too eager, wanted to add a highlight real KO. Dude. You're throwing spinning heel kicks when you're gassed, when you should be fighting smart, concise, whatever. We got a Dean Kyler Phillips, man. This was not, I mean, for a spectacular of a, of a, I mean, listen, we've seen fights stopped that were playing out the way that first round played out. We've seen refs get in there. I mean, if Chris Tyone uh, during the Andre Ewell, uh, Julio Arce fight of earlier tonight, we'd have seen that fight stop three or four different times. I mean, it was just an absolute beatdown. And for one judge to score at 10-8, but two other morons, which I got to look up. I got to call them out right now. Uh, let's see here. here, here here's and, and somebody said it in the chat earlier. I wish I could give you the props on it. But when Sal, mentally disabled D'Amato, is scoring the fight correctly, and he's the only guy scoring the fight correctly, we got huge problems. Cologne, 29-28, Julian Paiva. So, so, so tell me, Cologne, what is a 10-8 round? Do they exist in your world, okay? Chris Lee, notorious bum, pathetic loser, Chris Lee. Another 29-28 for Paiva. I'm just blown away, Al. There's one correct score here. I mean, listen, going into the scorecards, I said best case scenario for Paiva is a 28-28. And this dude gets his hand raised. Oh my God. Al, elaborate on this, please. Oh yeah, this was uh, this is low key because of how bad the Miranda Maverick decision was. You know what I mean? And uh, um, 
Zabis Top TT says, uh, it felt like we were in my home state of Texas tonight. And yeah, that's what I said off the start of the show. It felt like we were in Texas or Virginia or someplace that has a, a rink-a-dink commission because I don't know what was going on tonight. And, uh, you know, we talked about this. We talked about this at UFC 259 with Israel Adesanya and uh, Jan Blahovitz. What is a 10-8 round? They got to figure this out or it's going to start affecting fights big time. Um, we talked about it with, uh, you know, I went on a rant about it in the um, UFC 262 with Charles Oliveira and Michael Chandler. You know, I didn't really agree with that 10-8 round. And uh, it just comes down to they need to figure out what a 10-8 round is. They need to figure it out. It needs to be universally understood. You know, um, does Kyler Phillips have cardio issues? I think so, yeah. Is uh, Raleigh Halleen Paiva a just absolute dog? Yeah. Yeah. Did he win this fight? No. You know, no, absolutely not. And it just comes down to this. MMA judging is broken. It's a broken system. It's it's as archaic as an ump calling, you know, balls and strikes. That's what it's come down to. You know what I mean? Sometimes the, you know, sometimes the ump just has it out for you and is just calling the game terribly, openly calling the game terribly. That's the point that we're getting to now. We see it in boxing all the time. I don't know, uh, you know, we had the the Charlo fight last weekend and there was like a 117-111 scorecard in that fight that was a draw. And it's just like, are you, what are you watching, you know? And these are the same people. These are the same. And another thing that I want to talk about is I always see this when talking about MMA judging or any judging. We need more judges. No, we don't need more judges. If I you just I try to grasp the concept of all these judges are idiots, we need more of them. It doesn't make any sense, okay? What we need is, I, I feel like we need to change the perspective. I feel like the judges almost need to be in the in a booth or something. They need to be in like a, they need, uh, it's like almost like the cage side isn't working. You know what I mean? You see them standing there looking, but uh, I, it just seems like they need to have like a universal uh, uh, like a, you know, a bird's eye view or something. I, I, it just, if, if we've seen it many times where uh, three judges will see a fight, you know, two separate ways. And uh, it's just, it, the system is broken. This like I said, it's nothing. It's, it's, it's as bad as a chair umpire in, uh, in tennis calling if a calling if a ball is out or not from 30 feet away. It just doesn't make any sense. It's human error, and it's uh, it's just outright uh, it's just outright unfair. It's not in the spirit of the sport, and uh, it's it's just super disappointing. And one thing I will say though that I thought was really uh, it just really uh, bothered me. Uh, Kyler Phillips in his corner going into that third round. Uh, if your fighter has like problems with cardio and his just like notoriously running out of gas and training and stuff like that. Don't, don't scream at your fighter being like, you're not tired. You're not tired. You've never been tired. This is what, 
this is what it all comes down to. You're not tired because you know it's it's just not it's it's just the, not what your fighter needs to hear at that moment. You know, maybe calm down, maybe slow down your breathing, stuff like that. But screaming in your fighter's face, you know, you're not tired. Uh, just I thought it was amateurish corner work, but you know what do I know? But I just thought it seemed like uh, panicky almost. And uh, yeah, Paiva plus two fifty underdog. Uh, he improves to four and two since making his uh, Dana White's Contender Series debut in twenty eighteen. And beyond that, I don't really, I don't really want to even credit him with this win. So yeah, yeah, and Al. <laughs> Again, folks, I got to bring it up again. MMA decisions. 20 media members scored this fight. Let me give you guys a wild guess what 95% of them scored it. Yep, 28-28. The, the only acceptable score, probably, in my opinion. One judge did score it, 29-28. Uh, Kyler Phillips. One, excuse me, one media member scored at 29-28, Kyler Phillips. One media member scored at 29-28, Paiva. Yet we get two of three judges cage side. I'm just, I'm just blown away, man. I just cannot believe. And Al, you're right, man. This cage side judging, it's not working. We need the judges close circuit in the back. Guys, Take it from someone who's been to a bunch of UFC events, okay? And I've sat in a multitude of different areas. Do you guys want to know the best place to sit and watch a fight, to get an accurate read on a fight? At home on TV, okay? Multiple ch cameras, changing angles. You are not getting a clean perspective when you are sitting in a stationary spot, looking through a cage with pillars, all the BS, cameramen, the ref, cornerman okay the best view you get of a fight is what they are broadcasting out to the general public and i, Al, I think you're 100 right put the judges isolated from each other from the biased commentary which is also absolutely chirping in their ear uh changing fights we see that happen all the time the changes just have to be made this is a failed it's just a failure on so many levels and i mean al we are in an era. The UFC has seen growth, explosive, like we've never seen. Guys, for those of you who don't know, and I don't know the metrics that track this, the UFC has officially surpassed the NHL, okay? The UFC has knocked the NHL out of the big four and has now joined the big four in America, right, in the United States. This sport is growing so fast, and this is the biggest hiccup the biggest weight, the biggest burden this sport carries is that continuously we have athletes go out there, win a fight, and have literally half their paycheck stolen from them by incompetent 60, 70, 80-year-old people that come from a boxing background that are essentially in a like good old boys network. I mean, when's the last time we saw a fresh face hit, hit a judging panel? Never. It's the same group of pathetic bums over and over and over again, and there's no repercussions, and it's just that simple. Al, what what is there left to say? Yeah, like like I just wrote in the chat, it's either uh, it's either mass widespread viral incompetence 
or it's a massive corrupt conspiracy. It's one or the other. <laughs> There's no other explanation. It's either right. a bunch it, of bum, bumbling idiots or it's the most corrupt thing in sports, you know? <laughs> next, and next to boxing. Dude, I'm, I'll put I'll, I'll I'll be I'll be totally legit. It would not blow my mind if documents, text messages, screenshots so at some point if it leaked and we found out that there was literally a behind the scenes conspiracy because I'm going to tell you right now there there are judges out there uh that are there's something going on we continuously see fights um man I I, I don't want to throw him under the bus I can't remember his name specifically but he was one of the judges that was on the Gleason Tebow Rory McDonald fight that we talked about earlier and I'm not kidding this guy is so incompetent and he's always giving clear-cut decisions to giant underdogs and that right there screams that screams to me this guy has probably not in his own doing with as many cameras and whatnot's going on i think this guy's having people place place bets for him i really do because there's incompetency only goes so far at this point I think we've we've crossed the line, and we we are we're talking about some kind of a conspiracy. There's something going on, guys. We've seen it in the NBA, right? For those of you who who don't know, uh, there's been a betting ring exposed in the NBA, the NCAA, where referees have been caught gambling on fights, making complete utter BS calls that affect outcomes, and they're making money on the side. I mean, Pete Rose. In baseball, this is nothing new. And honestly, at the point MMA gambling, UFC gambling has achieved, it's only a matter of time before a scandalous scenario comes out. And guys, I mean, like I said, incompetency only goes so far. I'm going to tell you guys right now, whether it's discovered or not, there's absolutely some shenanigans going on behind the scenes. And you just can't tell me any different. There, It's just, it's too beyond the there, there there's a margin of error and we've way 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 surpassed that and i'm very suspicious and i'm just gonna put it at that so and and, and you know what let me put it like this on this channel i've done a lot i've said a lot of things that kind of almost open pandora's box and we see come true guys don't be surprised in the next weeks or months something that i'm literally describing right now comes to fruition uh, I'm going to put it out there. Universe, take the wheel, baby. Jesus, take the wheel. Pop it off. Expose these morons. Listen, I keep calling them morons. Dumbasses. Idiots. Okay? Uh, maybe they're actually secret geniuses rigging fights and making major paper behind the scenes. I just don't know what to say, Al. It's it's just it's, – it's to that point, man. Sh should we move on here, Al? Yeah, I just wanted uh, a good uh, book re recommendation for anybody that's uh, uh, wondering about that NBA scandal. Gaming the Game, the story behind the NBA betting scandal, uh, Sean Patrick Griffin. Just And this is in like 2007, so it's not like this happened back in the 70s. This is right, right now, you know, uh, and it's a great book about Tim Donahue, the ref that got uh, – caught for uh fixing the game so yeah i'm i'm totally with you man and not even uh we're not even done talking about the uh, terrible judging because i uh, me personally uh i think you know this isn't as egregious i'll say that this isn't as egregious as the last two that we just talked about but this is also uh 
if there wasn't two clear robberies in this card, I feel like we would have been we would be talking about uh, uh, this one as well. 